one. Hey, and just like that, everyone, we are back. It is happy Monday out there to all of you. A great episode coming up here of Leap Into the Week. We're going to try to start your week out with something positive, some insightful stuff that you may need so that your contracting business for your small business to grow and to succeed above the competition. I got Patrick Fingles with me. How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing well. Man, it's good to have you back well. here again. And uh, I want to talk today about something I've wanted to know about from you. I keep on seeing this stuff. I have somebody, I'm a single guy, okay? I went on a date the other day, and this girl wanted to know, what are your letters? Like, are you an I, J, N, F, whatever it is? And I'm like, I don't have a clue. And she's like, hold on, you've never taken this personality test? I said, I, maybe I have. I said, I, I'm not sure. Um, and so she wanted to know this stuff, man. I, I got to know this from an entrepreneur standpoint. And is this stuff like Zodiac signs where it's just kind of like, it doesn't matter in my opinion at all? Or is there some real truth in this different personality types, how you approach them, leaders out there? What are your thoughts on this one, Patrick? Well, I guess the big question is like, do you believe in mind over matter? Like, you know, if you will something, can you will something to happen? And I'm not talking about move the glass across the table, but like, you know, could you climb Everest? It, it, with, with the, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, like, I think you could do mind over matter in the short term. Like, I think you could push yourself to do Everest. But if you told me I have to go climb a mountain every single week, then I'd be like, no. Like, I feel like in, in a one time off, I can do mind over matter. Okay. Yeah. So I think, but the point of that is, is like, because Myers Briggs dispels that theory, right? It's not mind over matter, it's matter. What is this? What is the composition of this person? You know, let's qualify them, let's score them, and let's say what they're competent for. So, you know, you take somebody, they would say, don't hire this person for sales because the matter that makes them up, their brain, the way they think, everything, is not, um, they're not going to be good at it. But then you say, okay, suppose you were that person. Could there be a scenario where you're like, nah, bullshit. I'd do anything I put my mind to. Now I know Myers-Briggs would say, well, they would find that anybody that said that would score high enough, <laughs> you know, sublimity would score high enough. So you're kind of putting the chicken for the egg, but I believe people can accomplish whatever they want to do, man. You know, and so, you know, I don't put a lot of stock in them. I will give you some factual information on them, you know, and these are facts, uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't re represent like one person's opinion never represents the whole view. But so I would say that, no, I would say that, no, if somebody's, you know, any, any single person could go out there and be a successful salesperson, because that's where we're using them in this industry, right? We're using them at the sales level. I don't know. Maybe some people are using them for call centers. There might be some large scale companies that are using them for project managers, but most of it that I've seen is salespeople, right? So did they score high enough and should they be a salesperson? I mean, and you know, I don't know. I think anybody can be a successful salesperson. I think that some people have some benefits and organically they're great salespeople. Uh, you know, but I think anybody can be a successful salesperson if they work hard and they got the right trainer, right leader, right people around them. Well, the reason I wanted to ask this question is I, I saw this uh, uh, Hermosi guy, this uh, you know, guy who's doing a lot of this sales stuff. You see his stuff online a lot. And one of the things that he brought up, and I'd love to hear your opinion about this, is 
He said, yeah, you know what? There are personality types that are going to be better at sales. They're going to be better at production. Let's just say they're better at one thing. Their matter is. But if you are a good leader, you can put processes in place to help even somebody who doesn't have the matter to be successful. Follow the script. Follow the process. Do You can will yourself to make the calls, to send the email. You can do it alone with effort. You can be 80% of the way there just by I'm going to do the task that I need to do to be successful. Do you believe that? Is that possible? Or are you beating your head against a wall? Yes, I think that's totally true. And I think that you can, um, I think that there's outliers that people like that a test or an inner person who's in doing an interview would ever picked up. I'll tell you a story. It's, this is fantastic, dude. You're going to love it. Best salesperson we ever had work for our company. Uh, seven years in a row, salesperson of the year, right? He averaged two to four million, right? He was a beast, right? Seven years. It's hard to get him to go seven years too. Seven years, salesperson of the year, right? And we have 50, 60 salespeople, right? This wasn't a it's small company. Before he came to us, he worked at CompUSA as a computer salesperson. Second best computer salesperson. Guess who was number one? I can't remember the guy's name. I want to say it was Herb. I could text him, but I want to say it was this older dude, Herb, stuttered. Really, really, really bad stutter. And Steve was like, we could never figure it out. All we could think was that because he stuttered so bad, people really listened to what he was saying intently. And he was smart. And he sold more product than anybody on the floor. So, like, I don't know if that guy would have passed the Myers-Briggs or not. I don't, you know, I don't, and that's just, like, that's an outlier scenario. But I'm like, you know, anybody, I believe anybody can really do anything that they put their mind to with enough, with enough process, right? And with, and with opportunity, you know, well, obviously when you're interviewing, you're looking for something. I mean, you can't let anybody can do anything. You ever seen a water boy? You know, other teams, they took their tail boy and they experienced with wide receiver. The guy, like, you know, got a drill. Yeah, there's too much of that. But no, I mean, if you interview somebody, they got the will, they want to put in the effort, they're going to try, they're going to work, you give them a shot, man, and keep them on a short leash. You know, they. I do say this, people normally succeed. I mean, like the longest it takes for a salesperson to really stand up, there's outliers in this. But like, you know, the best salespeople, you see early results. You see early results, you know, or they're begging for more opportunity. They're not blaming. They're like, man, give me a few more. I'm, I'm this close. I'm this close to being able to sell, you know? And so, like, if one of those two things are shining through, I don't care what the Myers-Briggs says. I will, I will tell you this, man. Listen, we did Myers-Briggs. So, like, we, like, as, if you evolve as a company, you do all this thing. You, like, hire CFOs and, you know, you you, you, you let go of them. You're like, ah, they ruined everything. And then, you, you know, you, you hire, uh, you know, you bring in Myers-Briggs. You trade process. You start saying, like, you try all these different things. The sales reps aren't allowed to talk to the call center agents anymore. We're cutting that off. Like, you try to always clean this nightmare of a process and home improvement company up, you know, because you think that's it, that the, all these things are not supposed to be happening, which they are. So as later in life, I learned that just well, I should have just embraced those and worried about growing the business. I shouldn't have been like, oh, there was a spat between a salesperson and a call center agent, like said, tried to create policy. Anyway, the point is, is we, we did Myers-Briggs for a while. We never quantified it. And then I got this new sales leader and he was like, hey, man, I'd really like to put it to bed. And we were hiring in big classes. He's like, I'm going to take a control group. The next 20 salespeople we're going to hire. 
We're not going to Myers break 10 of them. And we're going to do this interview process. The next 10 that we hire, if they don't pass the Myers Briggs, like, you know, if they don't check the box as part of that. And we were using a branded, it was somebody, I don't, you know, it, I don't want to like, but it was somebody that is in the home improvement circuit that sells these things. And so they're, they're, they're kind of primed for home improvement salespeople. So we bought them from that and we did 10 in 10. And then we ran study in a focus group and we wanted to see of the two groups, what was the success rate? What was, and we had time, man, you know, we, what was the success rate? What was the closing percentage? It was inconclusive. They were almost the exact same. Yeah. And I'm not trying to dispel that. I don't want like a partner that sells that to be like, Hey man, you're crazy. You know, but it is, that's in our environment, in our ecosystem. We did not hire anybody that that test said we shouldn't hire. So we interviewed 10 people. If we wanted to hire them, we hired them or we interviewed enough to, it might've been 20 interviews, but we, we got 10 people. That's a control group. Then we started interviewing, but in order to give these people an offer, they had to be the right score. You know, we might have had to do more interviews or put more offers out, but we would we would not hire them if they weren't. So two control groups. So it either was conclusive because we were organically interviewing and hiring people that would have, if we had tested them, they would have scored at the same rate anyway, or it disproves the score either way. You would have to run another focus group to determine that. But, you know, um, so it was inconclusive, man. And like, dude, is my sales leaders, man, to be like, man, like, how's the training class going? Man, we got this one guy in there, but you know, I ain't going to say anything because shit, I'm wrong. If I say he's going to be amazing, he's going to be a rock star, he's probably going to suck. He's the worst guy on the team. The guy that's an idiot in the back, he's going to kill it, right? Like, so, and we always make jokes of it in the business because you just can't tell, man. You just can't tell. That's what I would say. I would love to talk to leaders that are like, hey, man, we got this down to a system. If you have it down to a system, what you probably have down to a system is hiring and training. And that, and it's refusal to failure, fail. It's the mind over matter. You think you have it down to a system, so you don't give up on your guys too early. You don't establish preconceived notions of them, and you will them to be successful, and they're in a successful environment. Their peers are successful, so that creates success for them. It's probably not some candidate profile thing. It's probably the environment. All right, you answered a couple of my other questions, but I got one for you, man, personally. Right? Well, I know, but I got this one's this one's just for me to you. I got I got to know this about you personally. I, I feel you've got a story here or something. I got to ask this. You ever gone into an interview back when you were like maybe you were younger and tried to like I don't know hide a part of your personality or like I don't know you felt like okay I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna button this thing up and I'm gonna be this guy because I feel like this is what they want or have you always it's always Patrick, like this is who you are at this point in your life. I know it might change, but I'm just interested. Like, uh, how as you went through interviews and stuff, was there parts of your personality maybe you you kind of hid a little bit more, or you really you accentuated more when you stepped in front of people? You mean like, am I the interviewee or the interviewer? Yeah, interviewee. Like back when you were doing when you were Dude, walking I've done into four inter interviews in my whole goddamn life, right? That's One it? was in McDonald's when I was 16. <laughs> Okay. Right. One was at the Elkridge Furnace Inn, which was a high-end restaurant. Nice. One was at Financial Courier Network, where I worked for four years. And one was at Home Fix, where I got my first job in, in home improvement sales. And I like to say, I like I want you to know I'm batting four for four. I've only worked four places. After that, I started New Look. And after that, I started Leave. I haven't interviewed since I was 21 years old. Could you, okay. So then we ask this. From McDonald's to Leave, good to know. Um, you can you do you think you can spot it now? 
like when you, someone walks in for an interview, you've seen so many, do you, do you, can, can you tell and be like, there's something off right here. There's something in their personality they're not showing us. They're hiding something right here. You ever, you ever get that feeling? Uh, it's kind of, yeah, I totally get that. But here's the thing, man, it's changed for me a little bit because like most of the interviews that I do now, like I aspire to experience and intelligence. And I, I've learned enough from the people around me in the brain trust that no matter what role I'm interviewing for, you know, let's say it's a, 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 a vice president of engineering or, you know, a CTO or a sales leader. I, I know enough questions and I'm just in this constant pursuit. Like I, I am trying to check like the culture box and like the vibe box, but I'm in this constant pursuit to just like see if they have more knowledge about that particular ver that particular sector of the business. And I'm like asking them very matter of fact, tactical questions about their experience. So like when you're hiring for personality or drive or will, you know, that's when the conversation is a lot more organic. And I think that's what you're talking about. The interviews that I've done over the course of the last decade have all been kind of a little bit higher level. So it's like I'm interviewing them and I'm like, tell me about your track record here. Tell me about how you drove growth there. Like, what was the experience? What did you do? And I know enough tactical questions to kind of get in. So it's like a little bit of a loaded question for me because it's like, it depends on where and how you're interviewing. So I'm interviewing like, and I'm saying like, you either did the, you did the job or you didn't do the job. You had the experience. And then I'm gonna do reference checks and what I like to call back channels, um, which back channels are, people always give good references. And I like that back channels. When you go on their LinkedIn, you find somebody that they worked with that they didn't give you as a reference. You reach out to them and then you do a back channel on them because that's where you get a real opinion, right? So you're doing back channels and reference checks. So anyway, to answer your question, yes, I think people are totally dodgy. I also, me personally, I spend a lot of time in my interviews. Like I talked to this one guy recently and he just, he talks a lot. It took three interviews. It took three interviews for me to check my boxes. Is this person smart? And did they actually do these things? Are they capable? After three interviews, I finally, because I was in this pursuit to get this information. I was like, yeah, God, he's got it. He's got it. But then I was like, oh, man, that takes me too long to get there. Like, how long is our board meeting going to be? 12 hours? <laughs> like, you know, but like I was in this pursuit to like check the box on whether he had it or not. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, so no, I think, I think, I, yeah, yeah, I, I think. I think yes, but for me, it's second to ability. That's second I, to I ability. For me, I look at it, I'm just happy that McDonald's thought you were qualified enough in that first position. I spot. And I was told that was untypical <laughs> by my manager. You were set up for success from day one. I, I, mean, was, I was a total salesman, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I I so... Folks, I'll tell you what, if you if you missed anything on this episode, go back and check it out. Talking about personality here with Patrick Figgles. And uh, look forward to seeing you back next week, everybody. Uh, man, we appreciate it here, as always. Folks, if you don't know, we have people back here who do some of the cameras. They love it. Our team gets a kick out of it here. I hope you do as well. And uh, look forward to talking to you soon again, brother. Always a pleasure, man. I love it. Thanks for giving Thanks, me the man. forum, dude. Thanks for giving me the forum. Yeah, this is great. Thank you, buddy. Until next time, everyone.